Welcome back to the In the Dugout podcast. My name is Jason Ward, aka Red Sox Dugout. I'm alongside Garrett Jacobs Meyer and Alex Jefferson. What's up? What's up? The Red Sox are hot. They just swept the Royals. Um, does that mean anything, considering they're the Royals? Not really, but they did win one. They did win the last one against the Yankees. So that's true. They've won four straight games. It's big stuff. But Gotta win won, the games. They won Gotta pretty win games. You can. They've won pretty convincingly in all of them. Yeah, definitely. And uh, a couple nights ago, last night, Chris Sale complete game shutout, twelve Ks, zero walks, only three hits allowed, and another immaculate inning. Mm, yeah, it'd be yeah, cool if he threw a no hitter eventually. He's good at baseball. Um, see, this is what happens when you uh, you hit the ball when your ace pitches, and he's not just trying to throw it as hard as he can. Yeah, we actually got him run support for once. I'm gonna put get and, Chris Sale run support in my Instagram bio now. And not just like two or three runs. It was eight. That's a big number. Yeah. That's Garrett's safety number for playoff games. That is my safety number. I'm not satisfied until they're up by eight. Mm-hmm. Okay, here's a little test for you. Who is the last Red Sox pitcher to throw a complete game shutout? Porcello let up one run against the Yankees. Yeah. Um, not a shutout. He def- Thank think, you, Jason. I think he had a he had a shutout. No, he had a he gave up that one home run last year. Yeah. I don't know. Chris Sale. <laughs> it was Brian Johnson in 2017. All the way back then? Yeah, I think it was on Memorial Day too. Wow. BJ and then, do you know who the last Red Sox pitcher to throw a shutout with 12 Ks and zero walks was? No one. Clay um, Buckholtz in 2007 in 2014. Yeah, but how many walks did Clay Buckholtz give up in that game? Zero. How oh. many times did you have to throw over to first base? <laughs> Sorry, never mind. Yeah, Chris Sale has been amazing of late. Um, he had the rough April, but in his last seven starts. He has a 2.28 ERA. He has 78 strikeouts in 47 and a third innings pitched and a 0.74 whip. He's third in the MLB in strikeouts with 110. Yeah, and I mean, he in his first eight games, he had, what, 42 strikeouts? 32 strikeouts. 32 strikeouts in his first eight games. And he's had 78 in his last seven. Where'd you get that stat? Um, 110 minus 78, 15 oh. minus 7. Quick math. math. Wow. Oh, yeah. Big math guy over here. There you Those go. are some advanced statistics. <laughs> I had some advanced statistics and y'all made fun of me, but whatever. Um. Anyways, so, I don't know. The yeah, Chris set, Sale, good. Mm-hmm. 71.7 innings in seven games, that's that's pretty phenomenal. Yeah. Um. I mean, the crazy thing with Sale, as everyone knows, he's 2-7 and seven despite being this good. And it all comes back to what we mentioned before, the run support. They were just not scoring him runs. Like, most memorably, he had that 17-strikeout game where we scored him no runs or one run. I mean, the fact that we're hitting better, I mean, I know it was the Royals, but any sort of offense is promising at this point. Like, Yeah. Especially when the starters have been very good as of late. Yeah, I think it's encouraging to see Chris Sale's numbers beyond the win-loss record. I don't think wins and losses really matter much at this point um, for starting pitchers. And his stats outside, like I said, are really, really good, especially the strikeout numbers and the velocity is back. He was throwing 98 last night, so that's very good to see. This Royals sweep is really important, too, because you got to have the momentum going into this big series up next. Yeah, against Tampa Bay. Yep. 
they need to they need to win the series if they want to continue on this path. They need to keep their momentum alive. Like I want to say mid May, they had a big momentum swing and they just they were hot for a little bit and then they lost it because they lost a couple of games in a row. They can't do that in this series. Yeah, they really need to show that they can beat good teams too and not just beat up on these bad teams like, like the Royals. Like I mean, the Yankees, they they just yeah. beat up on bad teams. Yeah, you still need to beat up on these bad teams. That's still the key is winning the games you're supposed to win. But to be really good, you need to win the games where you're not really expected to win against the better teams like the Rays, the Yankees, the Astros. So I think this is a big series, like you said, to see what the Red Sox are actually capable of. I mean, we said that about the Yankees series too and the Astros series. And I feel like it's been like this all season where one podcast episode we're talking about how bad they are and the next podcast episode we're talking about how good they've been. It's really just been an up-and-down season of inconsistencies and I think it's just going to stay that way throughout the season. Well, the good news is is that the, I think part of the inconsistencies were some of the star players, some of the big money players that we have were not hitting, were not playing consistently. But it's very promising to see Sale playing con, uh, consistently. Mookie's been better. Bogarts has been off the charts. JD has been better. They've all been hitting more consistently. They've been pitching more consistently. Price has been good. And the fact that we're there, it feels like they're starting to get into a rhythm. At least the stars of the team are. Are you guys worried about JD's injury? He came out again today. Yeah, I actually kind of am. He came out of the game with uh, back spasms. He's had these recurring back problems throughout the season, which is kind of concerning to me. He sat out. Um, I think it was like four or five games a little earlier in the season with the back problems. He sat out a little bit before that too with back problems. His power numbers have been kind of down. Um, which could be caused by back problems. So I am a little bit concerned about his back. But, I mean, at the same time, he hasn't gone on the IL yet, so it can't be that big of an injury. So I guess we just have to see with time what his problem really is. Sometimes like that in baseball, though, then these nagging injuries, these little ones that nag for a really long time can be the ones that really kill you. You know. That's true, yeah. Yeah, especially since like he's a workhorse. He won't want to come down. He won't want to go on the IL. He'll try and keep playing, but... Mm-hmm. And the pit, the Red Sox won't like. They're not gonna prevent him. From, they're not gonna like say no. You can't play. They're just not gonna do that. So, yeah, that kind of this kind of reminds me of the year where Mitch Moreland had that toe injury that he kind of just played through in the final part of the season, and he was just not the same Mitch Moreland that we know he can be. So that kind of reminds me of what this is like. But I think JD's injury is a little less severe than that toe was, um, and plus he's JD Martinez and. He's still going to be good even if he's hitting with one arm. So, <laughs> To talk about the game uh, today against the Royals, Ryan Weber started this. He only went uh inning and a third. What can we expect from Ryan Weber in the future? Like, Is he a rotation guy until Valdi gets back, or is he just one of those guys we have in the bullpen who throws innings here and there, like Josh Taylor and Michael, or what's his name, Mike Sharwin? Sharwin? I what, don't know. What he... start number is this for him? Like, full-out start. Three. Three, Three. right? And he had one really good. One really good, one really bad. And today... It wasn't really bad. It was pretty bad. It was pretty bad. The last... His second start was not good. He gave up, like, six runs or something. I don't know. But, yeah, it has been one good, one bad, one decent. And that's why he's in there, to develop, to see what he can do, I guess. I don't have any problem starting him. As someone on my Instagram commented, he just looks like he's happy to be there. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, he probably yeah. is. Isn't he like almost 30 years old just making his debut in the big leagues? Yeah. Well, he's like 29. He pitched before for the Rays and some other team, I think, but 
not really too much. He looks like he's like eleven. Like him and Raphael Devers could be going to the same school. Oh, nice. Are they? In, they must be in the same class. I wonder who they're taking to the semifinal. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's talk about Raphael Devers because he has been lighting it up. AL May Player of the Month. Yeah. Cute little boy mashes home runs. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, this season, he has nine homers, forty RBIs, eight stolen bases, and uh, three sixteen average. Yeah, he's been our best player so far. And that's great to see from a young guy like Rafi, 22 years old. So, I mean, he's developing. He's showing what he can actually do. He's showing that the potential that we saw in him is paying off. It's real. Uh, Yeah, he's just been great. Yeah, I mean, when I was last here on the podcast, he still hadn't hit a single home run yet. He's at nine. That was like two or three weeks ago. He's been hot. He's been raking. It is very good to see. I'm very very happy about this he's been doing a little bit of everything too you know the, his runs are up his stolen bases are up he's really turned into a really solid player yeah we expected him to be like an exclusive power guy but he's fifth in the whole entire al in batting average he's uh third in the al and in, in hits he has 17 doubles yeah and like i said eight stolen bases he's got some speed there too so he's been a great overall player what's up with him at the plate, though, he, like, misses a pitch he likes. He whacks himself a yeah. few times, and he gets up and mashes a home run. He also does, like, those uh, meditation deep breaths right before and at bat, too. Mm. I he, mean, probably, he probably likes ASMR. <laughs> <laughs> um, hey, if it's working, go for it. Exactly. I mean, keep doing it. Yeah, and 23 walks, too. Like, 23 walks is pretty good for someone who's, like, the very beginning of the season, he was not playing particularly great. Like, up through April, he was not looking super hot, but... yeah. May, he completely turned it around. Yeah, he's been swinging at good pitches, too. Oh, another thing that really stands out for me for him is his average exit velocity is 93.2 miles an hour. The MLB average is 88.9. So he's hitting balls hard every single at-bat, it seems like. Yeah, that's good to see because, I mean, it's simple in baseball, right? You hit the ball hard, the farther it'll go most of the time. So if he's hitting it hard... I mean, no reason to not. Because he puts himself into fight or flight with self-harm prior to every single (laughs) pitch he gets. (laughs) Yeah, he's been awesome. We need him in the All-Star game. Yeah. If he doesn't... Go vote. Go vote for him and Bogarts to go in the All-Star game. And Vasquez. And Vasquez. And Moreland. Moreland hasn't played in, like... Yeah, but he was on the thing. He was on the Instagram thing, so I figured... On the it. Instagram thing? Yeah, when the MLB posted, who you know, vote for your favorite players. Moreland's face was on there for first base. JBJ's face is on that too. He's there. <laughs> yeah, but I saw Moreland for JBJ. <laughs> I will vote for JBJ. Yeah, I think JBJ could be a great contribution to that team in the outfield uh-huh. and then striking out. Yeah, start him over Mike Trout. Duh. Hey, maybe if he gets a hit, trade value. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. Um, another guy who's been tearing it up for the Red Sox who's not really talked about as much as Raphael Devers, Xander Bogarts. He has also been amazing. I'm a huge Bogarts guy, personally, um, and he has been lighting it up. He's hitting 357 in his last seven games with three dingers. Yeah. His uh, stats on the season, 297 average, 12 homers, 40 RBIs, 910 OPS. That's what we wanted to get out of him. We signed... We signed him to that extension, and it wasn't huge money, but it was it was good value, and that's what we need him to be. We need him to be consistent. We can't have ups and downs like we have with other players. He needs to be consistently good like he can be. 
He's one of the best shortstops in the MLB. The other thing is, he's played 58 games for the Red Sox so far. He has 49 runs. That's like 85% of the time he is scoring a run in a game. That's Yeah, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. <laughs> like, Yeah, he, and if you, if you look at the AL runs leaders, Xander Bogarts is number one with 49. And Mookie Betts is second with 47, and Rafael Devers is right behind him at 46. So Interesting how we can't win that many games. Devers actually has 47 runs. What? No, he has 46. Oh, huh. <laughs> so. Yeah. Whatever. It's something like that. Um, anyways, um, speaking of Mookie Betts, this is kind of old news at this point, but he's finally in the leadoff spot, back in the leadoff spot. Thank whoop, whoop. God. Jesus. Sorry, that, was like was the, that was like the strikeout sound at Fenway Park. <laughs> I hate that strikeout sound. We were trying to mock it, weren't we? Or were we trying yeah. to make the same thing? Yeah. Um, Best shot. <laughs> no, it's, it's higher. It's like a whoop, whoop. <laughs> No, it's not that either. Mm. Tough. Yeah, but uh, Mookie Betts finally back in the leadoff spot. Um, That's good. Benintendi yeah. is just not a leadoff hitter. He's not. He's not. And having Mookie Betts leadoff, Benintendi second, creates more flexibility for um, Andrew Benintendi to swing at first pitches or um, take some pitches where he wants to, swing away, all that kind of stuff. I, it's just the lineup is better when Mookie Betts is leading off. Yeah, it is. It also, I think, it gives it take. It, I mean, it takes pressure off of Andrew Benintendi, obviously, but I think. He's not. I don't think he's like ready to be in that kind of a situation where he's yeah. leading off. I don't think he's confident enough in himself. Yeah, he really or struggled. Hitting. He really struggled when he was there. So I think they definitely made the right decision. Plus, having Mookie lead off worked last year. We won the World Series. So I don't know why they tried to change it. Like I kind of understand the thinking behind it, getting Mookie Betts more RBI opportunities. But he was the MVP last year, so and he only had like eighty-five RBIs or something, right? But that's fine. He scored a lot of runs, exactly, and that's what he's doing now, and that's all we need him to do. We just need him yeah. to be that player, exactly. The we lead have off J- hitter. We have JD Devers, Bogarts, Bogarts. driving runs too, so I think we're fine. And we had Michael Chavis, but yeah, Michael <laughs> Michael Chavis, um, yeah. So he is just striking out all the time now. Well, that's what big league players do. I'm not ready to kick him off well i mean he's batting 107 in his last seven games he's batting 230 in his last 30 you know honestly that makes me thanks jason thank you that makes me uh less confident that he's on the roids honestly it makes me it makes me point point to your theory that all he does is swing for the fences and he can't hit crap and when he does he hits a home run it points to exactly what you told me when i accused him of being well, also what it could be is maybe people were starting to get suspicious. So he was just like, I have to stop hitting homers and just strike out all the time. Well, I Jason, mean, I have a hunch that that's not it, but... You don't know. 15 Ks in the last 28 at-bats? Yeah, that's not great. Yikes. Not great. Look up look up numbers of, like, um, Bryce Harper, though. That's what they do. Bryce yeah, but... Harper is not who you want to compare him to. How much money did they just sign Bryce Harper to? $330 million. So why is it not? That's what... People do because he's he's overrated. He is overrated. Okay, and that's coming. He's still from... rated well. The so, Phillies fan right here just said he's overrated. Yeah, so. someone who likes the Phillies is like, yeah, no, I don't like Bryce Harper. Okay, but he's still one of the best players in the league, no, and that's not. what he does. He strikes out. He's he's like he's top a, top a hundred. He's hitting like two thirty. He's like in the league. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyways, Michael Chavis, um, yeah, striking out a lot. I think it's also. 
pitchers figured him out. He yeah, cannot yeah. hit the high fastball. <laughs> Even when he knows it's coming, he cannot hit the high fastball. Like, looking at his they've, chart here of his contact percentage against fastballs. They've 275 fastballs since he came into the league. And I can't even read how bad he's doing in the high and above the strike zone because it's, it's so, so blue. Blue, just ice cold. He cannot hit those pitches. I mean, it... Um his swing doesn't work that way. If you look at his swing, it's, it's like a, it's like a looping. It's yeah, it's almost like a golf swing. It, yeah, it's odd. Yeah. So I, yeah, it makes you, sense. Like but. imagine, imagine just when you see highlights of players mashing home runs that are high strikes. What does their swing look like compared to Chavis? They're so it's, different. It's more level. Yeah. Exactly. Like Mitch Marlin is a guy who hits high pitch as well. His is on a level plane, pretty much. So like when you watch and like other great hitters, like when you watch Christian Yelich, Cody Bellinger, or like Javi Baez hit a home run, their bats stay straight. I wouldn't throw a Javi Baez in there. His is kind of uppercut, too. I mean, it's... A plus... Anyways, why are you attacking Is his name really Javi? Javier. I thought... hmm, That makes a lot of sense, but I've never... Javier. I've never heard anyone say it out loud. Anyway. Um, Yeah, so... Yeah, he has a 17% contact rate. On fastballs, middle up in the zone, and I mean, and let's let's seventeen percent. That's that's probably including like outs. It's including outs and foul, foul balls, balls too. Yeah. So. so like, and how often? Oh, that's, that's and pitchers really like throwing the high heat. Yeah. In the MLB, like that is one yeah. of the go-to things, especially when you're in a division with like guys who can throw the ball hard, like James Paxton and Blake Snell. They're gonna throw you that high heat. You got to be ready for it. Yeah, he's not ready for it. And with the way bullpens are nowadays, too, if you can't hit ninety six to hundred up in the zone, you're just gonna get out all the time. And that's what Michael Chavis has seen so far. They figured him out. So here's the question: Should Michael Chavis be sent down to AAA? Uh, that's a tough question because, like, he has played well. Like, obviously, AL Rookie of the Month, but I think he's just not like he's. He's been good, but he's also he's been very streaky. And I don't yeah. think the Red Sox needs streaky right now. Well, I think um I think he did what we needed him to do when we called him up. Oh yeah. We were struggling, we needed a spark. He provided a spark with all those homers he hit um so close together. And now now the team is starting to hit better. I think this is a really good opportunity for him to go back down to the minors, work on his hitting, yeah. work on his fielding too, and get some practice like and refocus, get ready for if the Red Sox make a playoff push, because I would assume they'd call him up for the playoff push. Yeah, I agree. So a couple things. What do you do in the field then? You, you, you're you counting on you're one playing of our first Nunez. basemen well, coming back, I guess. Well, right? yeah. I would not send Michael Chavis down until Mitch Moreland and or Steve Pierce are back. Mitch Moreland is supposed to come back tomorrow. Uh, okay. I looked that up. Why did you know that, but I didn't? I'm That's just... not a good look. <laughs> Yeah, so yeah. G.J. Cole's got some advanced statistics. So <laughs> when Mitch Moreland and Steve Pierce um, either both come back or one of them comes back, I feel like that could be a good time to send Michael Chavis down to work on, like we said, hitting that high fastball and just overall improving because he's still young, um, and I think pitchers have figured him out. So if he comes back up with that new tool, being able to hit high pitches like that um, and fastballs in general, I think that could really benefit him and it could really benefit the Red Sox. So I think that would be a good move. And, you know... I think he's just gone cold. Like he started off really hot and he started and he's shown really good potential and that's great. 
give him a little bit more time to work on his hitting and his ability to read pitches and see where the ball is coming because he's not great at that. He swings and misses at a lot of good at a lot of bad pitches. Yeah. And just give him a little bit of time because come next year, come like even like August, I'm sure he'll be in a spot where he's hitting dingers like every other day. I mean, why do you guys think that sending him down to the minors will improve his batting so much? Because like, he's less not, pressure. Yeah, less pressure, and he's not going to be facing against such high competition, such high-level yeah. competition. Like, when you're in a division with such great pitching from, like, teams like the Yankees and the um, the Rays, it's really tough to go out there every day, especially when you're not hitting well and as a rookie and just get absolutely eaten alive by these pitchers who are just mowing you down. Like yeah. that's really demoralizing for a young hitter and that could really hurt him for the long term. But I mean, look at a player like Devers. Do you guys remember when Devers came into the league and he crushed all those home runs? I remember he came in a Yankees yep. series, he crushed yep. it and then he he slumped way down. Yeah. Do you remember what happened? He got injured, we put him on a rehab assignment in the minors and he came back better. I don't remember us optioning him down we didn't option him he was on a rehab so he was injured so that's yeah. what it was okay so you got me there so there's yeah. a similar i, I don't so remember I think, him and being on, sent down i yeah. see i i see a lot of similarities between michael chavis endeavors i think they're very similar hitters neither of them can field yeah they're whoa 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 whoa! michael chavis is a good fielder he's been awesome at first base and Raphael devers has been amazing at third base of late how does he throw Overhand. He's getting better at that. Not always, but he's getting better at if that. If he makes a throw to first base, it doesn't matter if he's throwing sidearm or overhand. It does. No. If it's More consistency. Going to... More consistency. Fine. Whatever. But he's still been good. Don't His glove has it. been good. Yeah, but I mean, I think consistency and also just like the fact that it worked for Devers shows you that it'll... It could work for Chavis because they they had very similar starts to coming into the league. Yeah. They've had very similar results after coming into the league and being here for a little bit. So... Why not give him a little bit of an opportunity? Give him a break. He's been playing very consistently, very like almost every day, and he he might need just a little bit of a confidence boost. Yeah. But as a manager, does he deserve to be sent down? Like, think about no. what Mike Chavis well, should be thinking. He doesn't deserve to be sent down, but he could use it to work on his skills and improve. But at, at a person-to-person level, how do you send the guy down when he's been playing so well? Like, you have seven games, but seven games is a week, you know? Yeah, well, in his last 15, he's also batting 169. And so. Two weeks. I mean, it's... Well, the other option would be playing him less. No, I, I no, because I don't want to I I right. play him less it's because just so that's right. just going to hurt his development because that's right. exactly what happened to Blake Swihart. It's yeah. just so tough to send him down. Do you guys see what I mean? It's I so see tough. what you mean, but at the same time, I think he'd understand, to be honest. I think he's a very like level-headed person. I think he'd get yeah. it. No, yeah, I agree. But also, like... He doesn't have a place on this team set for him. Like, when we came into the season, we didn't even know if he was getting called up at all. He got called up. Um, he did well, but he doesn't really have a guaranteed spot on this team. So I think he'd understand going back down to work on his skills. He knows that he'll be an everyday major leaguer in the future, maybe even later this year. He already has been a major everyday major leaguer. So I think he'll understand going down to work on some skills. Yeah, well, there's, there's, I, I totally agree with you guys. I think that would definitely help him. But it's just a argument between what you should do and then what you know he will do. You know what I mean? Like, I, it's tough to send him down. He's been playing so well. Well, he can't say no. He can't say no. But I mean, you're trying to get respect to your players as a coach. You, as a player, you're trying to, you know, yeah, get respect from your teammates. He's been playing so well. But when you slump, you keep your head in it and you you work harder. 
Not always, though. When you slump, sometimes, like when Chris Sale was slumping, it got in his head. Yeah, it can get in your head. Like, it's really difficult for people to not, like, get in their own heads when you when you start struggling with something. It's also not just that he's slumping. He's also lacking a skill. He cannot hit a high fastball. He also just can't put the ball in play. Like, if he was putting balls in play and he was hitting them into the deep outfield where they were just catching them on the fly or something and he was getting, like, yeah. sacrifice flies, that, that would have been, that would be okay. Yeah. And if it, but he just isn't doing that. He's not connecting the bat with the ball. Yeah, he's striking out way too much. I mean, I guess that's kind of the way that MLB is nowadays, but... I mean, yeah, but he the Red can Sox do better. Are, the Red Sox are a patient hitting team. That's true. The Red and Sox sh- aren't that way, but that's the way the MLB is trending. Yeah. Plus, Michael Chavis, he isn't that kind of player. He can still hit for a decently high average. Like I see him as like a two seventy kind of hitter, not a what is it like? He's batting like two fifty right now or something like that. Two thirty. Yeah, in his last thirty two, two thirty. Yeah. Um, another benefit to him going down to AAA, though, is much cheaper tickets to see him play. True. And do you know where you can get those tickets to see him play? No, Jason. Why don't you tell us where we can get those tickets? You can get those tickets on SeatGeek.com. SeatGeek is the best ticket provider out there for all sports, concerts, shows, and more. They make buying tickets easy by grading every ticket price so you know you're getting the best deal, and they provide a view from your seat so you can pick the perfect seats to any event. Plus, you can get $10 off your first purchase with SeatGeek by using the promo code DUGOUT. Do they have concerts on SeatGeek? They do have concerts. I really want to see Young Gravy in concert. Well, you can get those tickets on SeatGeek. Yo, Young Gravy's new album, Straight Fire. Juice, sauce, little bit of dressing. <laughs> Craig Kimbrell. That's great. <laughs> Craig Kimbrell on the yeah. Cubs. Oh, yeah, wow. He finally agreed to sign pew, with a major league. Daddy K takes his beard all the way to Chicago. Woo! <laughs> You know what this reminds me of? When the Cubs traded for Eraldis Chapman. Yeah. I kind of see that this is being like a similar scenario. Like they needed, they were like, oh, we need a fastball closer. Let me get a fastball closer. But this time they're not giving up one of the best prospects in baseball to get him for half a year. So I'm, I'm glad to see Craig finally with a major league team. It's kind of crazy how we're already into June and it took him this long to sign with a major league baseball team. Oh, I'm so happy for him. He deserves to be on a team. He's a great pitcher. Like he can be leaky at some points, but he is he's extremely talented. What I'm very curious to see is if there's any rust at all. Like he hasn't pitched. He didn't pitch in spring training. He hasn't pitched at the major league level. He I don't even know if he's faced live batters. So it's going to be kind of interesting to see how good he really is. He's too good of a player to drop off, I think. We yeah. should have signed him. I'm mad, but whatever. Well, they give up a lot of money for him. They, I, they guaranteed him like forty million or something. Oh my god! It was god. only three years though. Yeah, right? but they're paying him like ten. To yeah, but he's 12, like 13, he's like almost thirty something. He's like thirty something. He's, he's thirty, he? I think. Yeah. So like he's that's getting, fine for a pitcher though. Yeah, but for someone who throws it as hard as he does, that's that can be kind of concerning. Yeah. Three years is a good deal for the Cubs. I just I'm, I always have this mindset where in baseball you can't sign that guy to such a long contract and then have it backfire because it screws your team for 20 years if bryce harper turns out to be garbage the phillies are screwed for i don't know 30 years with how much money they spent on him you know stuff like that so when you spend that much money on a player sorry yeah Um, like you said three years is definitely good it's good for him it's good for the cubs yeah that's kind of why i'm like i don't know all the super big contracts that's just like like manny machado's contract and obviously harper's contract but like 
that's just too much. Like we're gonna have to get behind it. Yeah, that's true. We're gonna have to sign Mookie to one of those deals sooner or later. Yeah, someone asked me yesterday um, if I think Mookie will walk in free agency. I, I we've talked about this in other podcasts, but I just want to bring it up one more time because why not? I don't think he'll walk. I think we have to re-sign him. He's our franchise player. He means so much to this team. There's no way that we can let him go. He means so much to the city. That too. And he loves the city too. He loves playing here and Boston loves him playing here. What's that face for? It's nervous. Nervous? Yeah. Very. Well, they've made moves to kind of signal that they're trying to clear money for him. Like signing Bogarts and Sale to like kind of below market value. Yeah. Contract extensions. Well, they're just trying and to I get think, the honest, best deals they can. I, I would hope that... Um, the Mookie would be one of those guys that would take a little bit less than what he would want to stay here. Because I don't think he will. I know. I, I don't think. That, who does that? Name professional Chris athletes Tom, that, Tom Brady. that can. Chris Sale and Tom Brady. Like Tom. Tom Brady's the only really shining example of that happening. Is Chris Sale not good enough for you? No, Chris Sale's good enough. It's just not a big deal as Tom Brady. Okay. Like contract wise, like below value. Okay. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Speaking of contracts, we need to give out some contracts to a, to a new relief system because uh, our bullpen's bad. Flawless transition right there. Quick stat sheet switch. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah. That was my transition sound. So, uh, last week, and I think a week before or two or something, people keep asking me who potential trade targets could be for the bullpen. So, I finally actually looked into it and came up with some options. Um, my top option probably would have to be i don't know i like them all actually so here here are the guys we got will smith he's a left-handed pitcher for the giants i thought he was a comedian he uh he's also an it's actor rewind time <laughs> my god yeah he's also no. an actor. <laughs> sorry he's a 238 era this season uh with 13 saves and a 0.71 whip yeah, he's a left-handed pitcher, uh, which is something the Red Sox need. Um, he's a very he's an elite relief pitcher, so that's what we can use. But I don't know if we have the pharmacist. We to don't. Trade for that. I don't think we do. He's uh, maybe they, they would can... ask a lot for him. Although the Giants are rebuilding, so you never know. Yeah, that's why I have the next guy here, Tony Watson. Um, he's also a left-handed pitcher for the Giants. He has a also has a two three eight ERA um, and a one one nineteen WHIP. Um, He's a guy who was a free agent a couple years ago who I really wanted the Red Sox to sign, but they didn't because he's that left-handed pitcher. The only problem with him is he's 34 years old, which I guess is okay because yeah, he's still showing he's good. We don't need a long-term solution. We have yeah. some arms down in the farm system yeah. in relief, but I think he would be a good get just because it would be it would be a solution for right now. And Plus we, he would be cheaper. Yeah, and they need that solution right now. Yeah. Um, some other guy is Shane Green. Uh, from I, the Tigers? I don't think the Tigers would sell. Him. Really? Not I mean, even a 30-year-old pitcher? I, they're, like, stubborn, in case you haven't noticed. They don't like give away, They don't like giving away players. That's fair. Um, one of his, Shane Green, is, he has a 108 ERA uh, and a 084 whip with 19 saves. That's he pretty is, good. He is pretty good. Yeah, right-handed pitcher. Yeah, I don't know if they need a righty, though. I mean... We just have anybody to be honest. Having a good righty is better than having uh, Tyler Thornburg, or you're not wrong. Travis Lakins or Josh Taylor. You know, you know who we could have had, Jalen Beeks. You know, he could be developing right now. He's actually doing good, which is kind of annoying. 
But we got Nathan Evaldi for him, so it's we fine. We saw Jalen Beeks start in person, didn't we? Did we? Who? Right? Jalen Beeks? No. No. Oh, I did what? at least. Oh, hey. yeah, you did. I remember that. Um, I was with you guys. Uh, and Ken Giles, we also had from the Blue Jays, 108 ERA, uh, 104 whip, and 11 saves. I don't know if the Blue Jays are going to want to trade in, in division, division like I that. I don't think they will. Plus, he's 28, so I can kind of see them holding on to him. But... Yeah, but like the, the Blue Jays are bad. Yeah, they are. So, I mean, that's an option. And the final guy we had was Sean Doolittle, who I really like. Um, he has a 304 ERA, 128 whip, 13 saves with the Nationals. Left-handed pitcher, which is good. He has experience closing. He could be good. Also, probably a high asking price for him. Plus, there's there's no bet that the Nationals aren't going to be a competitive team this year. They still have a chance to turn it around, so we'll have to see what, what they do before we start asking yeah, the for NL- trades. The NL East is wide open, so like I don't think anybody... I don't think anybody in the analyst will be making any big trades. Yeah. Um, one option that has been thrown around, I don't really know how to feel about this. Nathan Avaldi being the closer when he comes back, since he throws hard, what are your thoughts on that? We don't have another starter. Yeah, we kind of yeah. need, um, need him to start. Well, yeah, I mean, there's, there's, like, I can kind of see the concept of having him as, like, a super reliever, like a relief ace um, coming in maybe in like the seventh inning and just doing like a nine out save, something like that coming in the ninth when we really need him in, in trouble. Because like we said, he throws hard. He has command. He's a good pitcher. He's shown the playoffs. He can be good in relief. But like you said, we don't really have a starter. I can see like Brian Johnson, Stephen Wright, when he comes back, maybe if they're good stepping up in that fifth spot and having Nathan Evaldi close. But I don't really think that's what they should do. I think Nathan Evaldi should be in the rotation then the playoffs, when we do a four-man rotation, that's when Nathan Avaldi can move to the bullpen in a relief ace spot. I would agree with that. I think that's a good idea. I mean, I just think we need that fifth starter right now. I, yeah. I, I hate seeing Hector Velasquez go out there. Hector Velasquez or exactly. Ryan Weber or all these random guys who come up, Josh Smith or Mike well, Sharwin. Although we have Sharwin. had four solid really, or four solid starters. They have been pl- pitching much more consistent they've been a lot better which is good that's true but. yeah porcello has been awesome eduardo rodriguez is leading the staff and wins which i kind of called at the beginning of the season you're probably the best baseball analyst of all time mm-hmm. um david price has been awesome yeah so like i think once avaldi comes back and he can fill in that fifth role even if he's not great as long as he's serviceable as long as he can go out and get outs and not give up like eight runs in two innings that would be an improvement because Having five good starters is what won the World Series for us last year. Yeah. It, it provides all that flexibility, both for the rotation and the bullpen. So Yeah, especially if guys need like a like a cycle out or something, if they need a break. That gives you another arm to throw in there. Mm-hmm. And I, Evaldi's fine with coming out of the bullpen. We saw it in the playoffs last year. Yeah. He can work on short rest. Yeah. So I think they'll probably not do that once he comes right back, but it, once he gets into the rhythm... If they need him to go out there and pitch like a long relief or like pitch an inning in the middle of like a June or, or not a June, like a July or an August game, they'll send him out. Absolutely, yeah. I just hope he's not bad. I don't know what this injury is going to do to him. Yeah. I mean, he came back fine from it last year when he had the same injury. What's that face for? He didn't pitch well at the beginning of the season. Well, that's before he was on the Red Sox. Also before the injury. Wait, this season? Or the season with the Rays? Season with the Rays. Yeah, that that doesn't matter. It's not relevant. All right, sorry. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the MLB draft was this week. 
The Red Sox drafted some guys. What are your thoughts on the Red Sox draft picks? I don't know who any of them are. Yeah? Gary? Um, I did a lot of research, but I forgot it all. Nice. I like the guy with the mustache. Yeah. His name was... I don't, I don't know what his name was, actually. They picked a kid in the 11th round from, like, a... Like Sebastian Keene. He was a pitcher from North Andover High School right near here. Yeah. We could 49 nothing uh, football playoff game. It's great. North um, Andover. Their, uh, the top pick they had was round two, pick 43. Cameron Cannon, a middle infielder, shortstop. That's kind of good. That's like... He, I could see him being like the potential replacement for Dustin Pedroia if they end up moving Chavis to first when he come when he gets a more permanent role on the yeah, Sox. Maybe. Also, that, that would be a pretty nice infield too. I mean, I haven't seen him play, so I don't know much yeah. about him. But I know nothing at all about this guy. But I feel like he's gonna be great just because of his name, Cameron Cannon. He has Cannon in his name. That is pretty sick. Not gonna lie. Yeah, no, that's the sole reason he's gonna be good. <laughs> I mean, you want to trade for a guy named Doolittle. <laughs> True. Yeah. Um, uh, they also drafted Math- Matthew Lugo, who's like Carlos Beltran's nephew or something. So that's cool. Ryan <laughs> Zephyr John, uh, Noah Song, and Jax with two X's, Gross Hans. That's, that's dope. Let's go. That's sick. he's a catcher. So oh, there you go. All right. Yeah, well, I know nothing about these guys, and I. If any of them play in Lowell, maybe we'll go see them sometime over That's the summer. That's true. The Lowell spinners might be stacked. How we don't know. Sam. How did we lose that first round pick? Uh it was oh uh, yeah. It, we were supposed to have pick thirty one. I forget what happened. It was uh I think the luxury luxury tax cause or I don't know. It's I don't know. Something like that, but got moved back. Um I think we should go a little bit more in depth on Erod and how good he's been. Cause I know we were starting to talk about him a little bit in his wins, but I mean, he's been way Good. better than I thought he was going to be going into the year. He's actually been worse than I expected him to be. Yeah, you thought he was going to be like a Cy Young candidate. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I said he was going to have the best win-loss record of the Red Sox starters. So far, that's true. He has the most wins of all the Red Sox starters. It's not that hard when your ace is 2-7. and seven. But it's still <laughs> correct. That's all I care about. And the other thing, I also did say he was going to have a ERA sub-3. Um, his or eight eight. Yeah, we're we're getting there, we're getting there. So there's still know. there's still time. The one point three seven whip kind of concerns me, but like, yeah, I'm whatever. Well, I did have to drop him from my fantasy team. So if that tells you anything, there you go. My fantasy team has fallen off a little bit. I'm down to third place now. I was in first place. You probably should win that, honestly. If you lose that, we're never gonna like, let you hear the end of that. You probably should win that. I'm working on it. But like okay. you're the Work heavy harder. favorite here, you probably should win that. I okay, I'll see what I can do. Did you know that the uh, TSA PreCheck sponsors Red Sox Twitter posts? I found that out today. That's pretty cool. This is not an ad read, by the way. Why is that relevant anyway? I just thought it was weird how TSA PreCheck sponsors Red Sox posts. That was funny how mad people got when Barstool Sports like partnered with the Bruins. Yeah, yeah. It's hilarious. I love watching people get mad. Yeah. <laughs> I think we should read some fan questions. Oh, I forgot about those. Let's do that. I hope there's a question from the Vook, Stephanie. Oh, I thought her name was Natalie. Nope. That's Stephanie. Daily shout out to the Vook. Vooch. Yeah. It's the Vooch. Yeah, the You guys Vooch. were saying it wrong. Oh, yeah, Vooch, I made fun of man. it, and then I felt bad because I was, like, insulting him. Um, okay. Listener questions. Here we go. First one comes in from... I'll read M- it. I'll read it. No. 
I'll read them. I'm good no, at it. No, there's a lot of them you have to skip. Yeah, I'm good at it, yeah there are. Alex's no, I'm good friends at it. Went. I'm good at it. I'm good at it. No, 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 you're skipping Alex's them. Alex's friends started just, yeah. I'm good at it. Zendaya Chara will play tonight. Yeah, I just saw He's that. He's officially Thank playing. You. There you go. Uh, this is a Red Sox podcast. You guys so. <laughs> already know this because it's coming out the next day probably. But uh, First question from Mr. Clancy 17 If the Sox have a good June and play well up to the All-Star break, will they be buyers? Yeah. I don't think they'll be sellers. <laughs> yeah, they'll – I mean, I, I think they'll be buyers regardless, but, like – The real question is, will they actually get anyone? I honestly – I don't think they will. I don't think Dombrowski so. has not had success with most of his – Deadline trend, deals. Uh, yeah. I mean, Ian Kinsler? <laughs> Steve Pierce was dead. Steve Pierce was good. Well, yeah. he wasn't good. He was kind of before the deadline, before but he was good. Like that, right? um, but all the Evaldi. All the relievers they've gotten in the past. <laughs> Carson Smith has all the, yeah. Yeah. Not good. Uh, next one. What's um, what's your favorite color? From my favorite color is dark purple. Jessica Leong. Yeah. Uh, orange. This is a Red Sox podcast. So I'm gonna go with red. <laughs> Um, purple skip these <laughs> uh, did you oh, guys know a good one I have here. a fun fact for the air I have a fun fact for the air fun fact from Garrett yep. did you guys know that in communist China they banned <laughs> every single house pet except for cats because the cats you know they meow and it sounds like Mao which is the first name of Mao Zedong who is the chairman of communist China fun facts from GJ cool alright continue do you consider eyebrows facial hair no Yes, because you have to groom them once in a while. I have my girlfriend groom them. It's really embarrassing, but it's... Why? Because I, I don't know how to do my eyebrows. Also, I always tell her to not do so much because, like, that's kind of, like, You heard it here first, Matt. G.J. Cool. Thoughts on Marcus Walden and his performance so far this season from WP1303. Uh, he's been up and down. Good. He's has been not bad. been as good lately, but... He has been, He was good for the beginning of the year. He's fine. He's I like him. Solid addition to the bullpen. Yep. Better than Tyler Thornburg. Um, Smith, four. 12 says Kim Kimbrel signing question mark exclamation point. Yeah, we talked about that, but like mm-hmm. we touched I on agree. It. Uh, he also said Chavis AL rookie of the year chances. Kind of not low. as high as they originally were because of his uh struggles lately. Who's and gonna beat him? Vlad Jr. I know who's gonna I know what the answer is, but he's not <laughs> he's not that good either. Yeah, Vlad Jr. Yes, he is. He's, he's I don't know if up. you he's I don't know if you up. saw him golf a ball over the yeah. wall yesterday, but like, yeah, he's good. Next question from Colby Nolan Eleven. Do you think yeah, the Sox? Shout out to I you, remember. Colby. I remember Colby. I remember you. Do you think the Sox are making the playoffs? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Probably wild card, but yeah. Both Sox rocks. Remember him too. I do yep. too. How does Chris Sale have so many amazing starts but only two wins? Run support. We talked about that. Get Chris Sale run support. Yep. Uh, Terry O'Connor six. Ooh, this is a good one. Did Pedroia playing through injuries force him into retirement? Yeah, no, probably. freaking no, uh, Manny Machado. Manny Machado did, yeah, exactly. Manny Machado forced him into retirement. He has not that. That is the reason that Dustin Majoria has been out all this time is because Manny Machado slid into his leg. I hope Manny Machado goes in the trash. No, we can we sh- which one? Trash compactor or spaceship? So they used to. Um, How about both? Back back we in the day, in a spaceship to the trash compactor. Like you guys is all the know trash about compactor like on the sun. Stuff, yes. But back Good. in the day, they used to skin people s- and throw them in a basin of salt. We already talked about that. We're not. <laughs> Yep. No, we talked about this. That's fair for Manny Machado. I hate Manny Machado. I'm so glad I don't have to see him all the time now that he's out in San Diego. (laughs) They also used to take people, put in a metal bull, and then burn the thing so it would heat up so much. And when you screamed, it made the bull sound like it was like going like a bull sounds. 
The okay. next time the Red Sox and Yankees face each other, it'll be in London. June 29th and June 30th, the rivalry goes to England, and Forever Collectibles has some great bobbleheads to cr- commemorate the series. Check out their selection of these special London series bobbleheads. <laughs> And get some while you still can on www.foco.com. How's your English accent? Pretty horrible, mate. That's Australian. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. I'm I'm Irish. I'm not the biggest English accent guy. What are your thoughts on this London series? I am not not a fan. I'm totally ticked off because we lost home games because of that. Yeah, they made them both Red Sox home games in London. You can't split them or something? Yeah, I know. Like, they might as well just change the name to the London Red Sox. Yeah. I mean, yeah. we have uh, we have stock in one of those stupid soccer teams. and Yeah, know, they won Liverpool. Like, no one cares about soccer. It's not even a sport. No. No, it's not. Competitive activity. Any closing comments? Go um, Bruins. I'm super excited. They won't be tired. Char is back. Get excited. Something, please, God, happen. <laughs> I'm going to be so mad. Chara, put Tarasenko on his ass. Freaking Krejci, just shoot everything you get. I don't care. And, God, lick someone, Marshan. It's been so long. My God. Also, if the Blues flop one more time, I'm going to single-handedly, I'm going to go to Boston. I'm going to beat the crap out of every single one of them. Bennington, if you flop, you're a goalie. You're trying to act tough. You have more pads than anyone in any sport, and you flop. Because someone touches you with the stick. Oh my gosh, my leg. You fall over. I hate you. Can I talk about the Blues coach really quick? Can we just appreciate the fact how he complained after game three about the penalties and then there were like negative penalties called even though the Blues kept tripping the Bruins and all that? It's because the NHL doesn't want to give itself a bad look because the Blues, in all fairness, got totally ripped off the series before. But oh no, the NHL has the best refs in the entire sports world. Oh, shut better, up. These better, people suck. They're better they than the NBA and fair. Angel Hernandez. The NBA is not a sport. I said the NFL. Good. NBA is Garrett. not a sport. Anyway, I'm just <laughs> so mad. How can you be a professional athlete and flop that much? It's pathetic. One of <laughs> our guys is out there with a broken jaw. Garrett. Can't even freaking talk. Garrett, this is a Red Sox Garrett. podcast. Garrett. I'm so mad. How can you stand there and be a man and then fall on your ass, Garrett, as a hockey player? Garrett, thoughts on the Stanley Cup Finals series? Shut up, Jason. <laughs> oh God, Garrett, I'm you so okay? Mad if they don't win tonight, I'll kill myself. Hey, Garrett, you want to do the outro? <laughs> no. I'm done. Take it away. Red Sox podcast. I'm, and that's I'm our mad. podcast for this week. Thank you for listening. Tune in whenever we do it again. Hopefully next week. Uh, we'll try to get you more episodes more often yeah, with as the we summer go into coming the summer. Up. Yeah, uh, follow me on Instagram at Red Sox Dugout. Follow the podcast too. Why not at uh, what is it called Dugout Dugout Podcast? Yeah, Yeah, follow that. that. Um, We might do more live streams. Uh, Shout out to everybody who came out last time for the live stream. It was it was a lot of fun. Probably do some more of those. Um, Send us some suggestions if you want to. Yeah, we're always looking for new content. Also, why do the Blues sing "Country Roads"? Like, who thinks of who thinks of Gloria? No, they sing at their games. They sing "Country Roads." Like, it's a thing. It's, I don't know why, but it's a thing. Who thinks of, when you hear that song, Country Roads, wh- who thinks of St. Louis? West Virginia. Honestly. Take like, me home. am I crazy? I, I don't get it. I don't get it. See you next mad. week. Bye, guys. Who thinks of St. Louis? <laughs> <laughs>